We're going to be in Columbus on August 26th. That's not very far at all now that I look at the calendar. Uh, we're going to be in Cleveland on September 9th. We're going to be in Pittsburgh on September 16th and Detroit on September 22nd. I believe all of those venues are going to require vaccination or a negative COVID test. So keep that in mind if you plan to get there. Um, all that information will be coming out soon. And you can also find it at uh, on those websites. We'll go to, go to streetfireradio.com. I'll put it all in there. And you can click around and pay for your tickets and do whatever you like. Thanks for being here. And you Appreciate can also it. find it at, uh, on those websites. Oh, wait, that was me talking to me. Yeah, um, my fault. No problem. Uh, I'm coming to, coming to you live from my bedroom. Uh, I'm doing this like super relaxed style. I've never done this before, but so far so good. Pretty comfortable. And uh, how is your night going, Brian? Oh, wait, sorry. One last thing. We are still doing the fundraiser for my car. We've raised enough money to get Eric out here and to pay for everything. We're like almost two thirds of the way to the goal. If you want to help out, store.streetfightradio.com. The Improved Brett's Car Fundraiser is happening right now. Uh, my car that now has the maintenance required light on and a, a front headlight out, we're going to put a very expensive paint job on it and raise money for the Hopi Tutsqua, uh Permaculture Institute. So uh, head to store.streetfightradio.com. You can get exclusive stickers and patches featuring the black cat fe- uh, defeating the snake of fascism. That's going to get painted on the hood of my car and uh, follow Eric deal. He's uh, on Instagram. E R I C A. No, no, no H E R I C D I E H L paintings on Instagram, Eric deal paintings on Instagram. He's a very talented guy. That's done a lot of great stuff. And I'm, I'm happy you got a hold of me about doing this fundraiser. I'm also going to drag him to the jug, the gathering of the juggalos for asking. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. We're that's next weekend. We're going to be there. So that's not going to be too bad. We're ready but, for that. Yeah. Eric shows up next Monday, uh, I believe. And uh, that's when I will be on Instagram and other places, uh, you know, keeping you updated. So pay attention to the social media street fight WCRS on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'll be updating everyone sweet yeah that's cool uh yes we are remote again i was gonna go to the new studio and do the show but i was like well i'll just be there by myself i can do it at my house so that's fine you know yeah i mean this is gonna be what it's like i guess when charlotte's here still figuring that out really yeah yeah well you know the the new studio gets very hot so but right now the room i'm in is very hot so i guess it doesn't really fucking matter does it nope um yeah i'm having like a decent day here um i'm thinking about starting to wear a wig like that's my new like maybe i'm gonna try a wig out i was looking at toupees today because i wanted to find pictures of people with bad toupees and they all look too good now so then i was like wow I guess I'll be able to start wearing uh, wigs now. Yeah, you're perfect, dude, because you're not dating either. So it's not like a big secret. Like you can go home and take your fucking wig off without it, nobody, anybody knowing to like all the strangers you meet that you'll have a full luscious head of hair. Yeah, I've seen yeah. them on Instagram, too, man. They're, they're fucking they're scary real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I found one hair 
the one that looked like uh, Jason Momoa's hair, and it, 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 I'm convinced now that Jason Momoa wears a wig, so which is possible. I mean, there's nothing to look down on for people wearing a wig. It's a fashion choice. It's like wearing a hat, in my opinion. So maybe I'm going to buy a wig. Maybe I'm not. I'm a little bit like because there is such a stigma on wigs from when I was growing up that I don't know if I can, but because I used to make fun of dudes with wigs. That was like the funniest thing you could make fun of back then. It was like, yeah. oh, look at that guy wears a wig. And it's like, oh, come on, man. He's just trying to look cool, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think that we're in the, it's the time for wigs. People are more accepting. People change their look every single day. It's a dramatic time period we live in. Wigs are in. Wig time for me. But yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know what I've been doing for the, well, I mean, I do this every, every year around this time, but I have started to listen to stuff for Shocktober. Like I'm working on putting that together. I usually start around now and just nonstop listen to stuff. Yeah. But I've been listening to a lot of Stern, like a ton of it, because I got a good archive of it. So uh, uh, I've been going through and listening to it. And, you know, it blows my mind how much we talked about Janet Jackson's titty. Like, it's crazy how that was like the biggest story in the world for months on months was Janet Jackson's titty. People yeah. were freaked out about it. Yeah, we had a valid reason to yell to black woman and Justin Timberlake did nothing to help her out. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, you know, it is kind of funny that people flipped out about uh, uh, seeing a titty on TV like that, that it, it like it got people so out of sorts. But then it was like not fair what happened with Janet Jackson. It was all fucked up. But that part's not funny. But the rest of it is kind of like, man, somebody got I mean, like getting fined like like hundreds of thousands of dollars for it and launching a full investigation and having the president talking about it. It was just like, man, and we spent so much time doing heat O'Brien where we talked about how weird America is about nudity. Yeah. Like listening to people talk about that for, for this week has been like, wow, we really are flipped out about that stuff. Well, I mean, but I mean, let's make some room here. Uh, I mean, you were talking about it on Twitter, but uh, this was the same time that like Playboy culture was the thing where like six, uh, yeah, 16 year old girls were putting rhinestones on their bellies before they went tanning to get a Playboy like uh, silhouette, you know, um, that we just watched not another teen movie, which is extremely fucking wildly sexual and, and went to very gross, dark places. Um you know, it's like in a joking manner, it's all right to be depraved and disgusting. But like in a serious manner where someone's singing a sexy song and then they do a sexy thing like pop a tit out, that is like not acceptable. Now, no, you were too serious. You got actually sexy. That's we're not we don't we can't do that. We joke about it. We hint around about it. We never talk about it. We're Puritans. It's a music thing, though, too. Like people have always been pretty wild about. Uh, uh, music in a way that they aren't about movies. Uh, you know, you look at like two live crew 
like they come out with this album where they're singing about sex and they're cursing and stuff and people freak out about that. But you could say everything in that album in a movie and nothing would happen. They would just be like the movie's rated R. That's it. So, I mean, but it's, it's also, I mean, and two like crew is another example of white people being mad at black folks. If it's a little white girl saying I'm 17 and I want to taste a man's seed, everybody likes that. Yeah, you're right. You're fucking totally right. That I, I like was trying to think. Well, I mean, it's all the PMRC stuff, though. Like they were real whipped up into a frenzy about metal too for a period of time, saying it was super violent. Like music has this power that the other stuff doesn't have. So I don't know. It's weird to listen to, man. You you know you you listen to people talking about the news from years that you were alive and just be like, this is fucking crazy. Like the way a news story would just be in the press for months, not just weeks, months that like now a news story lasts half a day. That was it. Just a half a day. And then we're on to something else. (laughs) So it was different times. Yep, it was. It, those were definitely different days. So, so uh, we, I was actually driving. I've been driving all day, six hours from Nashville. Charlotte didn't ask to get up or get out at all. She drove six hours straight and sat in the chair. I was fucking impressed. I was so happy. It was amazing. That is impressive. I can't even do that. I got pee. I love stopping. We got a gigantic breakfast and had a whole bunch of leftovers. And when she said she was hungry, I just like grabbed a bunch of chocolate chip pancakes from the back and put in her lap and we finished them. And it was amazing. Like she, she fell asleep. She was so good. It was amazing. But it was also, this is the first trip I've taken with Charlotte um, alone since the divorce. And it was, it was kind of weird, but there were some funny moments. Um, you, I don't know. I doubt you listened to it, but you know that Olivia Rodrigo album and singer? I've heard of it. I have definitely not listened to it. Okay. Well, she has an album called Sour that is basically all just like screaming at men that did them wrong. And so I'm playing the pop station and that good for you song comes on. And it's like, good for you that you're happy and healthy. Not me, but I doubt you'd care to ask. And I'm like singing along with it or like playing it. And then Charlotte goes, mom, love, love, loves this song so much. It made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> she, she likes the part where she calls him a sociopath. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I need to talk to your mom. <laughs> oh, she doesn't think you're a sociopath. I don't think. I mean, maybe she does. Like, it was still funny for her to be like, yeah. every bitter breakup song that I played, it was like, Charlotte was like, oh, mom really likes this song. And I'm like, yeah, I bet, <laughs> she, I bet she does. And I bet she really does. <laughs> that and is then, fucking great. And then like hanging out with an eight-year-old the whole time was like, I mean, it's 12 hours of driving and it would just be like, I would be playing music and then she would like be like, dad, dad, dad. And then I turn the music down and she would be like, actually, there's this thing that's happening where like I have goosebumps, like I'm cold. And as soon as she starts doing that, like I try not to disassociate and it's so fucking hard because I know it's like, I can, I can't hang on. Like I'm trying to pay attention. She's like, I have goosebumps on my legs, uh, which like what happens usually when I'm cold, when it's like snowing or we're sledding or something like that. But in actuality, my skin feels very hot, you know, like, and it's red to the touch and all this. (laughs) 
And then I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And she's going on forever. And I just say, oh, that's weird. And then I turn like the music on and I'm just like, get it back in blood, like doing back to the music. And then she's like, dad, dad, dad. I turned down the music. She's like, what's weird. And I'm like, okay, when you said that your skin was bumpy because you get cold when you normally go snowboarding and sledding, but now it actually feels hot. Like when you're in the desert in the sun, I was commenting on that comment that you made and saying that it's weird. Like, that's <laughs> what we did. We did that for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. And, you know, I mean, to be honest, I also, I will say I felt I had a lot of sadness because I felt like the family was broken apart. Like there was no pictures of me and Charlotte together unless it was like a stupid selfie or something. So I had like a, I had like a bunch, I had some misty moments like singing songs out of nowhere. I just started like blubbering up a little bit. Cause I just felt bad that like, I don't know. I felt bad about everything that has happened, but then I also felt like in January, I felt like shit and was like the most miserable and had I known this is what my summer was going to be like, I would have just jumped for joy. You know, it, yeah. it, it was all bittersweet. It was like a huge mix of things. Uh, also, really funny, uh, mom trips compared to dad trips. Like I did not bring, I was not prepared for any situation. Like I just told her to deal with it, <laughs> like whatever it was. It's like, I don't have a hair tie. I didn't bring an extra water bottle. I did. It's none of this. You have to just fucking deal with it. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like Gwen always brings up like when it would be me and her just hanging out, like her hair wasn't brushed. I didn't care what clothes she put on. I'm just like, I don't care. I'm just hanging out with you. We're hanging together. It's fun. We're having a good time. I didn't really like, I wasn't good at, at doing stuff for a girl because I'm not one and I just didn't know how to do anything and didn't consider any of that stuff when she oh, was dead. I'm a girly girl, so I know how to do it right. Um, also, this vacation was like the best because I tailored it to her. And we went to this place today, which was so fucking absurd. It was $16 a person. And they gave you a jug of pancake batter. And you got to pick like two mix-ins. And the center of the table was a griddle. And you made your own fucking food at the table. You made your own French toast. You made your own eggs. You made your own pancakes. You made your own hash browns. Like they had you working at the goddamn restaurant right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> aut aut automation. That's the goddamn future we're headed to. Now no, that's that's old school tourism. Restaurants are turning into fucking. They have their own self scans now. Self scan checkout lanes where it just is like, yeah, do it yourself. You know, it's more fun. It's fun to do it yourself. <laughs> It was kind of fun. And I got to say, they were like the best pancakes I've made. Like their griddle situation, whatever it was, was so fucking good. I really fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah, but they also made the batter. for Right. You. They threw something so, in there. Yeah. Yeah. They did a little bit of the work themselves. <laughs> a little bit of love. Yeah, this was old. It was very old, though. It was, and also when I walked in, like nobody was wearing masks, and me and me and Charlotte walk in in masks, and I was worried because like this place doesn't have didn't have outdoor seating, and I had picked like all stuff that we could do that was outside, and we walked in with the masks on, and they like pitied us, and they set us outside all by ourselves by a window and opened it up for us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which was fine with me but it just felt weird to be like the oddball you know everybody else is like you're on vacation why are you wearing that fucking dirty mask for yeah i'm the same way now i'm, I'm back in the mask 
and uh, I'm always like the only person around with it on, and I feel like such a geek. But it's like mm, I'm doing what I was told to do. I, Every, I guess. I'm, what, I'm not raging against the machine. It doesn't bother me to wear the mask, and I understand how it works. It doesn't bother me. Every time on I put on the mask, what I imagine doing is grabbing someone by the collar and fucking heaving them into a table. Like that's basically every time I put on the mask, as soon as someone speaks up and says, why are you wearing that mask? I'm going to grab them by the collar of their shirt and just sling them to the ground. That's what I'm going to do. And uh, that's I, my, that's my new motto. I mean, I put the mask on and I just imagine that everybody in the room feels bad because they didn't bring a mask. And that makes that's me like feel good. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I feel good. Cause in my mind, like uh, in my mind, you know, sure, they probably don't give a shit, but in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, man, this person's like really feeling sad. Like uh, I should be, you know, in their mind, they're thinking they should be wearing a mask. And I'm like, and they probably feel real bad about that. And then I'm like feeling good about myself. I'm walking around with a smile under that mask. I have a, I have a more cynical, hard boiled nature about it in that they are pitying us. And I actually feel that I like to be pitied by them. I'm glad that they feel superior to me and that I can serve their like internal narrative that they're the big, strong, brave, re re rebellious person. And I'm like this weak little ant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of interesting because like it, I mean, if nobody's wearing them, then you wearing it does nothing. It is really nothing. But it also feels like, you know what? Uh, I'm still going to do it. A mask is not nothing. It's, I don't think it's not nothing. It's not much if nobody else is wearing them, is what I'm saying. I mean, even the people that are working at a lot of places aren't wearing them now. It's just like, what is going on? You know, why are, why aren't people, but I mean, the thing is like, people aren't what, reading news all day and stuff like that. I mean, most people have decided coronavirus is over <laughs> and they're like, just done with it. I got the vaccine. I'm fucking done. Um, so I don't know. I think I'm going to go get a booster shot now. They're about to announce that you can get them. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go get one. What the hell? Why not? Let's see what that feels like. You know? So, Yeah. Uh, so my I buddy, one. Dirt, what? Yeah, I'll take one. I mean, I'll black market them as yeah. soon as I can, bro. I'll take two. I, I mean, I truly will take as many as they'll give me. Like if I could somehow find out that six shots get you to a hundred percent, I would get six shots. <laughs> I would let them, I would do a nasal spray. I would take a shot. I would let them squirt some vaccine up my ass. I don't like fucking care. Just give me all the vaccine I can get. And uh, that, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, and I'm not really even under that much risk. Everybody in my house is vaccinated. Yeah, well, said Spromouse says this. If, nobody, if everybody's wearing one in your vax, what's the point? The point is my daughter is not vaxxed. That's, that's the point is that my daughter is not vaccinated. So I actually had this like breakdown in my mind where I was like, I told, I had told her the whole time we were going to go to this restaurant where we're making pancakes. And then once it was time to do it, I'm like, we got to fucking pull the ripcord on this. I do not want to go inside of this place. Uh, but then I realized that I'm sending her school at the end of this month. So like I'm, I'm bargaining with her life anyway. So I'm just going to have a good time on vacation instead of thinking that I know what's best because I shouldn't be sending her to school if I care that much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know why I'm doing it. I, I just, 
fucking it seems your like kid is vaxxed that's why you're doing your kid is vaccinated my kid is not vaccinated i'm sending an unvaccinated person to a school full of people with like crank parents that 60 percent no. of them won't get the fucking vaccine i'm saying i don't know why i'm wearing the mask i'm just doing it because well, cause you can transfer delta around yeah yeah aren't you con- you're concerned about that at all um sure yeah that's no that is when it's other I'm people oh you said you don't know why you're wearing it though I, I you know i don't know because i i don't know why because nobody else is wearing them so oh. i'm in a i'm in a building with a bunch of people that aren't wearing them and i'm like one of the only people wearing them um that's you get, to, you get to show how morally superior you are how brave yeah, you are, are to stand in the face of fucking sheep that are too afraid to wear a mask yeah yeah so uh uh yeah ah, fuck i just hit myself in a tooth with the fucking microphone um so my buddy dirk sent me this story brett and it is wild and i i wanted to talk about it on the show it's from the boston globe and i'm not i i i haven't seen anybody else talking about it but buddy this is a good one i mean you know good is a relative term it's it serves our purposes that's for sure okay natick natick resident or date natick resident david steiner was puttering in his garage on a sunny sunday morning when a neighbor walking a dog called out to them hey your fence has been tagged steiner who was with his wife ina publishes a news website about the e-commerce industry from their home he thought their neighbor his neighbor must be joking who would be graffitiing his new white vinyl fence on their quiet tree-lined street it was june of 2019 and he had no clue that the vandalism was just the start of a bizarre harassment campaign directed by senior executives at one of the company's leading internet companies ebay Ultimately, the events would shatter the Steiner's peaceful suburban life, result in criminal, criminal charges against six eBay employees and a contractor, five of whom have pled guilty and contribute to the departure, and it has contributed to the departure of eBay's chief executive. Well, that was a tough read there. But uh, so, so basically, uh, uh, that's like the setup for it, right? Is like was a lot of information. eBay went off okay and we're gonna see how they went off uh um the abuse would culminate in a couple fearing for their lives as they were stalked in their own neighborhood by unknown perpetrators in a slow-moving black van (laughs) like this is a fucking this is something i you know i've been thinking about this all week right the tech companies i think are more willing to go unhinged than old like legacy companies i mean like like coca-cola kills people in colombia and places like that but coca-cola isn't going to send death squads to america or to an american factory they would never do that but ebay is totally willing to do anything but that Sunday, Steiner was simply surprised and dismayed to see the word Phytomaster spray painted across his fence. He tried to clean up the mess before Ina, who was out paddleboarding, returned home, but he failed. Ina recognized that the name matched an anonymous commenter on their newsletter, one who was particularly critical of eBay. 
This was very unnerving, Ina recalled in an interview with The Globe this week. It didn't make any sense. Wait, so so wait, I'm so fucking confused, man. Okay. So somebody got their fence tagged and it was from an eBay post? No. So, okay. These people. You said tagged. That's okay. These people own a website that reports on uh, eBay, basically. I think whatever other auction sites there are, whatever, e-commerce, right? And they come out of their house, and yes, somebody has spray-painted the words Phytomaster across their white picket fence in front of their house. That name matches somebody who was uh, a commenter on their website. Um, and uh, you're, you find out, I mean, they say it at the beginning, eBay is who's doing this. The company eBay, executives at eBay sent people to tag these people's fence. That, that is the, eBay's a gang now? It fucking, dude, when you hear the rest of this, you're going to be like, this is eBay? Like eBay, the company eBay. It's fucking nuts. They tagged their house, first of all. Just even the idea that, you, you know, you think about, I think about this a lot, right? Uh, uh, I, I said it when we were talking about the Woodstock 99 documentary, right? Like, I am just some guy. I have 23,000 Twitter followers, which is not on the high end of what people have. It's not a small number, but it's not like I'm famous. You know what I mean? And this guy from the movie contacts me and talks to me. I'm like, why is he wasting his time with me? Why does he know I'm alive? Is all I could think about in that sense. And that's where like, I think about like, you know, these companies are data mining constantly and you never know if you're going to end up being somebody that's on the wrong end of Uber or something like that. So seeing how far this goes, where even to me, having somebody paying somebody to drive out and tag somebody's house is such an extreme step for a company to make, in my opinion. Well, you can't do that on paper, though. I mean, that has to be like, you got to have like shooters for that you have to have like you'll be able to have a group of people that you can pay to get things done for a price right i there are there is a paper trail of this though Brad. there's a paper trail <laughs> well it's a company it's a big fucking corporation of course there's a paper trail but why would you for everything who the fuck writes down death threat death threats you got to keep it close to the chest you know you just <laughs> keep those in your heart in your head you're doing death threats. You call somebody on the phone in the middle of the night and you say your piece. You don't fucking write it down like when you paid somebody to, to do it for you. You got to think about how lazy executives are, though, right? Like one. So if you're an executive, you can't get in trouble. Really? You have enough money really, to not be in yeah. trouble ever. You really have to fuck up to get in trouble if you're an executive. And even on the other side of that, like... You aren't going to get in trouble at work if you're an executive. Nobody can do anything. You have to get me to to get fired as an executive or do something racist or kill somebody or something like that. You can, so I think something, especially what happened here, 
is that like they were just like nobody can do anything to me like what are they gonna fucking do i'll send somebody out to tag these people's house i don't give a shit <laughs> um had the person who was fido master painted their name on the fence or was someone accusing the steiners of being fido master or did the term have some other meaning i googled right away to see if it was something kids might be saying ina said oh yeah yeah definitely i saw that at a hot topic there's a new fido master <laughs> shirt out it's uh, smart though to google it that's somebody that's a little older wouldn't like fucking people my age don't google stuff so i, I kind of giving ina like a thumbs up for actually googling yeah i gotta say this does seem like gang affiliated or or even just like uh i mean tech in a way is like somebody that got a bunch of money and then they have these like dipshits that are around them that like will just take a paycheck to do whatever they have to you know, like when I worked at that uh, insurance leads company, a bunch of those guys like met in like college and like were, were starting to make the website in college. And there the, the dude that owned it was like a millionaire, but his like dipshit buddies would show up to get like $100,000 paychecks and they were worthless and goofy and they would just, they were lackeys. Like it was just, they were just because they knew the person they were, they were hired. So they could have probably, would you they, say that... Th would you say that they could have got them to yes. do something like this? Like they could have been like one of the insurance companies is unhappy with the leads and they're bad mouthing us on the internet. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a guy, there's two or three that I can think of that he could have went to and said, I want you to go spray paint this, this name on their fence. And they would have done it. That's all they did. Like they just did stupid shit. They would pull, <laughs> they were like the pranks. Yeah. There was just finding something for them to do. So they come up with this newspaper and things are going well, like it takes off. They're starting to save money or they're starting to make money from the site. They, they do a little rebrand. They have it going. Um, and everything was fine while eBay was run by Meg Whitman, who was before whoever this guy is. And uh, uh, one time David explained to readers how he'd shipped a large item by Greyhound bus instead of a typical package delivery service, saving hundreds of dollars. That's the kind of hints he was giving out. After Whitman left in 2007 and was replaced by former Bain and Company a consultant John Donahoe, eBay began to cater to larger sellers and and established retailers, a trend that continued when Devin Wenning was promoted to CEO in 2015. The couple had pivoted their newsletters from how-to tips to reporting on the changing strategy and new policies of the company. Their taking on the new eBay was often hardly, but hardly exclusively critical, and criticism didn't go down well at the firm. Prosecutors said the harassment campaign, starting with the fence spray painting incident, was directed by James Ball, who headed eBay's Global Security and Resiliency Unit. So that's the name of the gang. <laughs> eBay's Global Security and Resiliency Unit. TSRU every day, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, along with other pr prosecutors said the 2019 campaign was sparked by complaints about articles and e-commerce bites from eBay chief Wenjig, his senior vice president, communications director, Steve Weimer. Weimer, in turn, explained to Baugh, who directed the team of eBay employees who worked for him to move against the Steiners. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, uh, okay. Um, 
So from the Steiner's point of view, not much had happened for a few weeks after the graffiti, but on August 8th, 2019, they found their inboxes filling up with dozens of email newsletters they hadn't signed up for, ranging from Heather's Irritable Bowel Syndrome News and uh, the Satanic Temple to more disturbing fare featuring pornography and bondage. At the same time, a new Twitter account started bombarding Ina Steiner with expletive-laden taunts, she said. So now they're filling her email inbox and they're taunting her on Twitter. So they start with the tagging, which it's kind of, you think about it, they're like, we tagged their friends. They're going to quit criticizing us probably, but they, they stunk at the tagging, right? Like writing the name of a commenter to the website, like who knows what Fido master is and like what, you know what I mean? Like, what was even the point of that? I mean, I guess it's very pointed, specific information. Um, there's weird comments that I've had on Twitter that if I saw that username tagged on my fence, I would be fucking freaked out. I'd go buy a gun. <laughs> that is actually, you got a good point there. She had occasionally had to deal with inappropriate comments on the website. She said, if you've been on the internet for a while, you learn, don't feed the trolls. Don't respond. Don't encourage them. Two days later, the phone rang. It was a taxidermy and animal parts shop in Arizona calling to ask about a purported order for the Steiners of a fetal pig. The Steiners delivery address didn't match the billing address on the credit card used on the order. So the shop called to double check the order. Shaken, the Steiners canceled the order. So then, so the next thing eBay decides to do is order a fetal pig, <laughs> like a dead pig fetus this is my liquor to their house yeah this is all the shit i did in high school really like when i was yeah. a high school vandal you would get somebody's information you would sign them up for porn sites uh you would get all kinds of weird free catalogs sent to their house you would just fuck with them this is well, they tried to get it sent though dude because the, the, the in the right here it says that the credit card address didn't match the mailing address, so they called to check. So they paid for the pig. The, right. the, the guys they paid for the pig. They they were really hoping to send a, a a dead pig fetus to these people's house. Once again, I mean that's a strong message. I think that like sometimes people think they're pranking or something, but like you send a dead pig to my house. Like I'm going to have to go nuclear on you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, imagine you're these people too, and you get this dead pig or, or this dead pig thing happens. Your house gets tagged. All of a sudden it like feels like hackers are coming to destroy. Somebody's trying to destroy your life. And I can't imagine that the first thing they thought was like, this is eBay doing this. Like the, the, the corporation eBay knows who I am and they're going to do the, they're doing this to me. Like that is, I mean, it has to take a while to figure out what the fuck is happening. Um, I, I thought, here we go from the online to the real world. It was really scary. The couple decided to call the police and an officer arrived at their house to take a report. They said, as the officer was leaving the house, he noticed a package by the front door. While David and the officer continued talking, Ina opened the package in the kitchen. Seeing bits of hair and skin, she screamed. Inside was a mask of a bloody pig face, like the one worn by the crazed killer in the Saw horror movie series. The officer added the details to his report. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. I'm thinking we got something crazy on our hands here. This got pig fetuses and cryptic messages and all this targeted harassment. I mean, this is so much though. It is so fucking much. The Twitter abuse continued to escalate and even more bizarre deliveries arrived. The couple said one day it was a book for David called Grief Diaries, Surviving the Loss of a Spouse. Holy shit. This is fuck this is some mind games it's so far it's that's so, cruel yeah it's so that is saying i'm going to kill your wife it, yeah yep <laughs> like, holy shit ina said she googled the return address of another package and when she discovered the sender was called carolina biological supply company she feared they might have to call a hazmat team a call to the company revealed the package was filled with live spiders and fly larvae they turned it over to the police <laughs> so they mailed her live spiders and fly larvae uh, uh what did she do wrong exactly again was critical of the new regime at ebay for prioritizing large sellers over smaller sellers so she deserved to be treated uh, in a way that would convince her she was about to get horror movie. Oh God, dude. If, if three, if any one of the things that happened here happened to me, I would be spooked as I've had less happen that freaked me out, dude. And like, it, it just, it's so much. They are just going all in. Man. This is, yeah, this is her. This is like psychological harassment, completely deranged behavior towards somebody that criticized. I mean, how do you not deal with it? Like you, any change you made, there will make, there will be detractors. You shouldn't yeah. be in any sort of position of power. If you can't accept this simple fact, you shouldn't care. Right. Why? Do they? It's they're not gonna take eBay down, dude. You know, it's not like eBay is gonna go out of business because these two people wrote critical articles about eBay that aren't even that critical. That's not like, I mean, it is semi-critical, but it's it doesn't sound like it was that much that they were saying. Again, it's like it's such a small criticism, and these people, as I read this piece. They don't come off as people who were cursing or, or being like violent or anything. And like they weren't saying, I'm going to kill the CEO of eBay because <laughs> he prioritized it. You know, they, like they weren't doing that. They were just writing like little pieces, being like, I don't know. I don't like the new direction the company is going in. <laughs> Some of them felt left behind. They were doing a lot on their eBay business, but it wasn't enough. And they just wanted to know whether small sellers would be. Uh, would benefit from the new rules. <laughs> a few days later, a florist arrived with the sympathy wreath for David. Fuck. The driver pulled the Steiner. Fuck! <laughs> this is a good ass movie, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm on yeah. edge. I sympathy. I mean, like, I would. I who would you do? That? I can't think. Who is horrible enough that? I mean, that is just a cold-blooded move. Like, if you got a Katie wreath. Katie cemetery wreath in the mail that would make i would go to witness you would go to witness pr protection yeah yeah the, it, i can't imagine how i would i would be really scared 
uh, after the the grief book, then getting the 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 sympathy wreath, I would be sure I was going to get murdered by whoever this person is. I mean, like the tag. The tag is even scary when you think back on the fact that it's the name of somebody that comments on their site where it's like, okay, like somebody, they didn't tag and call me a bitch or an asshole or something like that. They tagged with like something really specific to my life. Like right. they were really trying to be scary here. And like, this is as scary as anything I've ever heard in, in harassment. Like I have not really heard of much that's this scary out there. I mean, people send death. There's people that get death threats all day long. Like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you, stupid bitch, because you said something about a video game. Uh, but then there is stuff like this, which just crosses a line that I that is just like, I would be out of there. I would be armed and out of there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so the sympathy wreath uh, was the the florist was instructed to leave the two hundred and fifty five dollar wreath by the back door without ringing the bell. Um, so they didn't even ring the door. They, they were walking out of their back door and they saw a sympathy wreath for this guy's wife out in the backyard. It's just so much. On August fifteenth, the campaign took a darker turn. Unbeknownst to a darker turn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Up until now, it was light school ground, just playground jesting, you know? Yeah. They're just pranking each other. They're just pranking them. I don't Joshing know. Joshing around. Sending the spiders and the flies is freaky, dude. <laughs> yeah. That is like a, that's not even a prank. That's biological warfare. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a few. So on August fifteenth, the campaign took a darker turn. Unbeknownst to the Steiners, a group of Balls employees had flown to Boston, rented two vehicles, and checked into the Ritz Carlton Hotel, according to federal documents. They initially planned to plant a tracking device on the Steiners' car. Luckily, the Toyota Rav Four was locked in the garage, and the eBay team retreated to the hotel. The documents allege, but the next day, the team returned. David Steiner was up on a ladder installing one of several new security cameras he'd purchased while Ina handed him tools out of a second floor window. Suddenly, Ina saw a dark colored Dodge Caravan driving up the street. Black van, New York plate, she told David as the vehicle drove past. We felt in danger. We felt like targets. The van took another pass by the house as captured by one of the couple security cameras. Then later in the day, David noticed the same van pull out to follow him while he was in his car with a friend. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. Like the good stuff is like, you don't even know you're being followed. The bad stuff means like this person has a vendetta and they're going to kill you. But I, it, it also means like this person doesn't care if right. I know, like that's what would freak me out. It's like, oh, my God, like this black van's been following me all day. And it's like <laughs> these motherfuckers, I don't know what they're going to do. But I mean, after the shit this couple had been through, I would be sure I was dying that day. I don't, I don't even I, I'm, I tried as I read this the first time I tried to game out what I would fucking do in this situation. And I don't fucking have any clue, dude. I would. I don't know what I would do, especially once the following me in the car started to happen. It would be like, what do you even fucking do? They're going to follow me anyway. I guess I could probably, and this is just me because I'm, I'm very smart and with it, I, I could probably do some evasive maneuvers. 
and uh, get away from them and then check into a hotel is what I would do. Probably. Oh, yeah. You're going gonna to turn, turn on your uh, turn on your right turn signal, but then turn left. No. <laughs> I, 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 you know what I would do? You do that thing where because I'm really good at this when 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 I'm somebody's supposed to be following me, I'm really bad at that job. Ah. And, yeah, so I would just imagine that they're following. Me. You would just imagine that they're following you to a Buckeyes game at your friends in the suburbs and then you would lose them immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to do, man. If so, just imagine it's a friend that's following you. That's how you get rid of any tail. <laughs> I, you know, I also just think like running a red light or even a yellow light is, is that's the foolproof method. Yeah. Me. Yeah. It's just, you go somewhere where there's a lot of traffic lights, run the fucking yellow light. They have to stop and then turn on the first street you see, and then turn on every other street that you see until you don't even know where you're at. And then again, though, what is the next? You can't go home. Yeah. Yeah. You have to make a new life. Now you have to decide on a whole brand new life. You have to make a new name and everything like now it's like, where do you go? Yeah. I guess you just drive to hit water. I wouldn't know. Well, they're in Boston, so they're already on water. You'd have to drive the other way. You'd be on the road forever. I don't really know. I, I, I don't know where you would go. Uh, uh, so I mean, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I would feel very cagey about it. I feel like when that van showed up, I would just riddle it with bullets or something like just get it over with. Either I go to jail or you kill me. Pick one. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the Steiners called the police again, and this time three cruisers rushed to their house, but they hadn't been able to take down the entire license plate number of the van and the police weren't able to track down the vehicle. As the police milled about, I sat on my steps, sweating, feeling my feeling my heart pounding. David said everything just faded away. It was surreal. I was terrified. Thinking they might be physically attacked, the couple decided to sleep in different rooms. Ina put a laundry cart by her back door with a few baking sheets balanced on top. We didn't have a full alarm system, she said. This could at least warn us that somebody broke in. No, them baking sheets are loud as fuck. Even if they change from like 199 to 200 degrees, they like crinkle in a way that startles you. (laughs) Get the fuck out of the house, though. You can't stay in that house, guys. Stay at your friend's house. No, no, we have baking sheets. No, we no, we'll know we'll know when the killer comes in because all the baking sheets will start clanging. Then we'll be ready for him. Uh, so that I, night, I, I have this uh, souvenir Louisville Slugger bat. When I went to the uh, baseball Hall of Fame, <laughs> I would have a gun already. I would have already bought a gun in this situation when I started getting the grief stuff in the mail. Yeah, I, I would have been like, I'm going to go buy a gun. Yeah, I would have made a zip gun at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just at least I mean I'm I procrastinate a lot more and I don't like paperwork so I probably can't get don't have the like willpower to get the gun legally. I'll buy a Ghost AR. That's what I would buy. You could buy some brass knuckles or something and like just that could be your weapon. The brass knuckles with the knife on them. Maybe? Smart. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm going to tell you the truth, dude. If if I'm at a fucking bar and I'm or I'm partying somewhere and things are getting chippy between me and another dude. If if that guy pulled out brass knuckles, I, I would back down. Yeah, I don't want to get hit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. 
Let me buy you a drink. Yeah, that is the, the, the brass knuckles are very intimidating. I don't think that these guys would have been intimidated by him. But uh, that night, David was awake at about 4.30 a.m., too stressed to sleep. He heard a car slowly driving up the street. A black sedan pulled up in front of their house. David yelled for Ina to call 911 as a man got out of the car and took, and took what looked like a large leather case out of the back seat. David began stream, screaming at the man that he'd called the police. We thought he had a gun, Ina recalled. Instead, the eBay team had called for a prank pizza delivery at the Steiner's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's really like a bad <laughs> setup here. That should have been one of the first things they did. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they went from ordering cemetery flowers for the spouse to let's get them like six anchovy pizzas yeah yeah how did they go back but you know what also though? the cops you know what are, though? like no the, it, the, the motherfucking pizza guy comes after you've been followed all day i mean they knew that they were gonna flip out about this pizza guy yeah no of course i mean it was meant to be put in there it's suspense to build suspense these motherfuckers are writing a good movie i'll tell you what did they film it they at least like team up with like youtube or something to get like uh cctv footage to film this whole thing <laughs> i this mean it's worse than fucking saul to me like seriously this is worse than saul i don't like i mean two coincidences can send me on a fucking downward spiral for a month <laughs> yeah. and uh, i mean if this if it's adding up like this I would even not even trust the, I mean, I don't trust the police, but at this point it's like, even if I was like a good God fearing liberal and you call the police, like in the movies, one of the cops is in on it. Like someone's paid or someone is orchestrating from like the type of people that make you disappear at eBay. They have somebody on the inside, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even, even in like, when you think about it, like all this shit has happened to them over this time that they're obviously documenting with the police why wasn't there a cruiser out in front of their house parking? oh because it's not personal fucking service they they wait till you're dead and then they clean it up and write about it i know exactly that that's exactly it that's why we don't need the police because the police after listen the the grief stuff and shit like that is like uh there's a problem here we got to do something about this i mean Honestly, in my world, they go into witness protection. <laughs> yeah. Just, no, I would have just been, if I lived in a world post police and everything, and somebody came to me with this problem, I'd be like, well, you got to move to Arizona now. I'm sorry. It's, it's just the way the world works. I mean, it's super, it's super bullshit in that, like, um, the way that the world works now, we know everything about everybody. The information is available. And if they wanted to stop some of these people, they could, they could just access this information. And I think if somebody is doing shit like this, they should be yanked. Like, I think that you should just pull the IPs. You it's, it's there. Someone knows where it came from and how it happened. You should get your fucking ass yanked. Like you should get pulled out of whatever you're doing and have the shit beat out of you. If you're sending cemetery flowers to someone's house as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. On August 18th, David became, de began, became determined to break out and go to the grocery store. Again, a vehicle, a silver SUV started follow him, following him. He called Ina. I'm going to take him downtown, he told her, planning to drive to the Natick Police Department. The SUV, why didn't he, listen, now, I'm, I'm not a cops guy, 
But why didn't he call the police and tell them where he was? Because if he would have driven to the police department, they weren't going to like follow him to the no, police department. They weren't going to accidentally pull in. They're not like a, a rat chasing cheese. Yeah, like, oh, no. Oh, damn it. We're caught. No, they locked the gate behind us, too. <laughs> Dang it. Fuck. Just drive right into a cell and it just closes. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's the end of that. Uh, the SUV followed at a distance. He pulled over and parked across the street from the police station. As the SUV slowly drove past, he popped Ina's, he propped Ina's phone up on the steering wheel and photographed the stalkers. I'm determined to take a picture this time. I just kept hitting the button, he said. With a full pl license plate number in hand from David's pictures, the Natick police quickly started to unravel the conspiracy. The vehicle was tracked back to an eBay contractor who was staying at the Ritz. <laughs> eBay. I mean, eBay. You, they take trash and turn it to treasure, right? Like they they just skim ten percent off of some old stamps or your, your mother-in-law's <laughs> silverware, whatever you need to make money that you got inherited. Like eBay is there, and yeah. they've now went into targeted stalking and harassment. <laughs> They're a fucking horror movie protagonist. They're like one of those fucking 90s movies where nobody gets like killed, but like they're being. Yeah, I know what you commented on eBay. That's what it is. Yeah. I know what you commented. I know what you yeah. said about eBay. Guess what? We're eBay. And I know you don't like our new policies. <laughs> we take I'm offense to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not fucking with eBay either. And now I'm like, wow, am I going to think twice about ever saying anything? <laughs> keep your lips zipped y'all hey, y'all don't eat without ebay Yo, big sellers make the world go round you little ass sellers wouldn't they get no motherfucking views if these big sellers weren't here so you shut up or we'll send you into the fucking dirt we bury people okay we drown people we set them on fire we have all kinds of ways we'll put you in a vat of motherfucking acid so shut the fuck up we're, we're fucking we're next at this point <laughs> patreon's gonna get the same way because patreon is always trying to make more money when it's just like just skim off everybody making money and then it's just gonna be like you we don't have shit without patreon okay motherfuckers we did this we built this we eat you eat second we get the big piece of chicken yeah yeah um in June 2020, federal prosecutors announced criminal charges against six former eBay employees and a contractor. The company apologized to the Steiners. In oh, good. Good. <laughs> good. Wow. good. Hey, uh, sorry. They also kicked the dirt a little bit and across their arms behind their back. <laughs> Shouldn't they? If, I'm just like, you need to give me a million dollars. Right. I'm sorry, eBay. Right. I can't accept this apology until you've given me a million dollars. Yeah. If you don't give me a million dollars, the rest of my life is spent telling every single person I know that eBay threatened to do Saul on me. Yeah. Or they were going to jigsaw me. Or just telling everybody I met that eBay prioritizes large sellers over small sellers. <laughs> yeah. You know? Really? Yeah. Really stick it to them. That, that turns the screws over an eBay. Apparently, that that squeaky that sweet squeaky wheel gets all the grease. Uh, uh, 
An investigation also found that former CEO Wenig had made inappropriate communications, but did not have advanced knowledge of the harassment and stalking. How okay? I mean, he so the CEO knew. They said he made inappropriate communications, which is maybe Twitter, maybe he's sending the email. Cocktail he hour. Is, he is in. Or he's talking to these contracts. He's in on it. The whole the, the fucking CEO of the company was fucking harassing these people. But he was just like, yeah, I know it sucks. I mean, they don't even get it. These small, these small timers, they don't get it. They don't know what we do for them. They don't understand how much we're protecting them. And we have to prioritize the big sellers. So, you know, we have to send that message, whatever it takes, um, even if it's insect larvae in the mail, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll do whatever it takes, including threatening to kill somebody's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is, is there any justice for those people? I mean, what do you do with that? What do you do with these eBay people? There is a civil suit here. And on July 28th, one of the defendants in the criminal case, Philip Cook, the former senior manager of security operations for eBay Global Security Team, was sentenced to 18 months in prison. So that was the first thing. So he got 18 months. Uh, seems right. That's about right. Maybe less. You know, I mean, it, it's nasty what they did. But like, this guy was so. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like there's people, I feel like you got to murder them. Like, I don't know what else you, <laughs> why do you have them around? What's the point of keeping somebody else that can be anybody that can be convinced to do that? What's the point of keeping them around? Why do we need them? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, 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 they seem like really bad people. They seem like really bad dudes because, and they're suing. So these people are suing. I think they'll get a bunch of money out of the deal. So that's good for them. Not enough. What a harrowing story. I, I mean, and they probably won't even get the money at all. They'll tie it up in court like these businesses do. They'll pay yeah. half a million dollars in lawyer fucking fees to those sharks. Yeah, yeah. Fucking bunch of sharks. Well, we got we can do this one more thing here. Uh uh I saw a great Dave Ramsey segment. Today oh, that's cool. That's cool. That I wanted to play for you and our listeners because I think this is something that uh this might get you out of bed in the morning. I I was just down in Tennessee, home of uh, Dave Ramsey, and I cackled and I didn't take the picture. Um, but there was several, <laughs> there was several billboards that said it was for Frigidaire and it says the first range with air fryer is in Tennessee. And it was just a picture of like an oven that had an air fryer attached to it. I want one of those. I don't got Tennessee's got it. That's a Nashville thing, baby. You have to go to Tennessee to get it. <laughs> That's where they're launching it. They had billboards everywhere for air fryer ovens down in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. People love air fryers, dude. They're huge. They're they revolutionized cooking. I, I guess heating. So. They revolutionized heating up. Yeah. I've never used one. I've had one at your house back when you were living with Erica. I, I tried stuff that you air fried and I uh, was reasonably impressed with it. I don't know. It's, yeah. Kind of nice. All right. Here, the future. We here we go. Very well. Thank you to Kelly for taking my call today. Sure. If you got by her, your life's good. What's That's up? That's a good move, Monique. 
So I am looking for some guidance from Dave and Dr. Delaney about my will. Um, I have two daughters, one of whom is doing very well financially. She and her husband are in the 1%. And the other... Doubt it. I fucking doubt it. But anyway, like, so, okay, that's one daughter doing well financially. Her and her husband are in the 1%. Daughter earns about 50000 And for several okay. years, I felt uncomfortable about how to, like, divide up the assets. I'm an everyday millionaire. Um, but more recently, I, I've gotten to a point where I don't want to give either of them any money. Why? I, I, I feel like I've worked so hard my whole life. I paid for college for them. I've paid over half million dollars for college for them. Here we go. And they've turned into socialists. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Both? <laughs> That's what she said. Even the one percenter. Yeah. So the, the one percenter was like, fuck this. It shouldn't be this. I shouldn't get all this goddamn money. This is too fucking easy. Look at my goddamn sister. She's living. She's going through hell. She doesn't deserve that. So, so, okay. I, I want to say that, that like grandparents with money or whatever, I, I don't, I don't know what it's like. Like I, I've said before, I inherited $400 from my grandma. And uh, uh, my wife inherited 7000 from her grandma who was actually saving so that she could <laughs> pay people out on the will. Like, that was like her big excitement was like, yeah, well, you know, people are going to get some money out of the will. So seven grand, which is like, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, but, but kids, kids probably hit different. Yeah. People who get wild about their will are bad news. This is bad news. Can you imagine you you care so little for your your kids in the end where you're like they're a socialist i don't like that i'm gonna not give them anything i'm taking them out of the will is that what she said she was doing yeah i mean well here you go well so i was gonna say what but here's the thing though i get it but also like when you're at that age like you have nothing else to think about except that really right yeah yeah. And you kind of get annoyed because you kind of see what's going to happen after you die and how annoying it is that they're just going to spend it on dumb shit. Yeah. 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 It's kind I, of I, like, that's the worst part about you should never save money until you're old because like, it's going to be, it's you spend it now when you can have fun and you have a lust for life when you're bitter and old and you're like, I saved all this money for you. It just is not fun. It's not cool. Like I, you should have just went on more vacations or like bought more expensive <laughs> shoes maybe like you know ate at good restaurants yeah like once or twice a week you, know? you don't need to give shit to your kids who gives a fuck it's your money like I'm with you. get them through the times when they have to eat and stuff but like yeah it's your money spend it now live your life uh and and don't spend the last don't like spend the last 10 years just being a bitter old piece of shit that's mad at everybody holding this large amount of money over people's heads you know i mean the one percenter uh uh it's like whatever don't don't give her any you shouldn't give her anything like she's just she's a one percenter so she doesn't need anything give it yeah. or something like that and then for the one that's making 50 grand change her fucking life she's your fucking kid man like you have it you can't take it with you, 
fucking change her life and make her rich. Basically. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. So here, here's more. <laughs> Dave likes it. This is a socialist. He, she said they're socialists, and he's like, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Well, you're still like, in the wrong college. <laughs> yeah. Monique, yeah. you're my favorite call maybe in two months. Oh, two months. I, I know days. we're all <laughs> Damn. We had a real barn burner 90 days ago, though. So I definitely, the, the fans will, will know I can't say you're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got a list of his favorite. He is like, you just hit number two, man, for the year, probably. No, 60 days. But you just hit number two for the 60 days, the previous 60 days. Laughing. No, we're with you. We're with you. I'm depressed. I'm very depressed about where I see my children heading. And I think I don't want my money to go to them. And I feel terrible about that. You should. You should. You actually, Dave was about to say you shouldn't, but you should. You should feel terrible about that. That should make you feel bad every day. In my opinion, <laughs> um, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm going to get in her mindset. Um, I will, I think that like the most capitalist and white American move is to like punish your kids, like at your death. I think that like having spite towards your children is a huge part of like Christian American Jesus fucking culture. Um, never accepting them um, and always being upset. And then I think pulling a fucking maneuver like this is a really a good way to remain like a toxic piece of shit. I'm sure she's been this in her entire life. Like this is not a decent human being. Um, I, I'm imagining that it, her kids are socialists because they saw how awful people that care about money this much are like their mother showed them how much it rots you from the inside and that you shouldn't care about money as much as this fucking heathen does that, you know, you're right about that too. It's like, yeah. in in her mind, like money is the number one, most important thing. I mean, obviously she's listening to Dave Ramsey, which, you know, he only talks about money. He's like a primarily money motivated dude. And but he's and, and he's right. Like he knows how to beat the game. Like he does have the rules for capitalism. He knows how to beat the game and the practices to do that. But he but it, it allows no freedom of thought outside of saying, like, why are we making why are we playing this fucking game? You know? Yeah, yeah. Somebody in the chat said, give it to Daddy Trump. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Good idea. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Give it to Trump. He knows what to do with it. He's a smart businessman. Yeah, and also it, uh, I, I like uh, I say she should set up a pyre and burn her money. And yeah, smart. I mean, that's, that's a cool move. Rad. That's radical. Yeah, bury <laughs> me with it and set me on fire with it. I mean, I would just go on a monster vacation. Yes, dude. just a monster, like a fucking million dollar vacation. I would. It, yeah, I would I would book flights until my card got declined. Like I would just fly from place to place and stay at place until my card got declined. I would make my kids drag me fucking home or die in the streets wherever I was at. Stay in every Ritz Carlton in the country for a week at a time. <laughs> like, right. Really good shit. Here here is a uh... Oh, wrong one. Duh. 
Hold on. I would honestly stretch it though. I would go for I wouldn't go Ritz. Oh, Plus I wouldn't stretch at all. I, I would waste so much. It, dude, if I've got a million, like if tomorrow somebody wrote me a check for a million dollars, I would take a vacation that would take a nice chunk out of that million dollars. <laughs> like, like, like a six-figure chunk out of that million dollars. Couldn't. They're not entitled. They didn't hit the DNA lottery. They did. They're not entitled. Uh, my children have been instructed since they were small that in order to get the opportunity to manage the money that God gave me to manage. Oh, God did it. Hand off the responsibility to manage some of the Ramsey fortune to them. Uh, they will have to be people of character. Yeah. Social. This is why these fuckers lose their family. This is why they have no understanding of what it is to be a family. To them, family is an obligation that you can beat people over the head with. It's that like we're blood related, so you have to be around me. And we're blood related or I made you, so now I control you. And I don't have to listen to you, respect you, accept you or anything. I control you because I made you. You're my pet. You, I own you. These fuckers are all kick their kids out the door it's absolutely disgusting i i mean it's it's like the worst part of all of this puritanical ass culture yeah that's not the worst part but it's just like i don't know it's just so common and it's it's frustrating yeah and it's also a really good thing that you had you said there is like it is also like fuck i lost my train of thought let's uh and off the responsibility to manage some of the Ramsey fortune to them, uh, they will have to be people of character. You have to say I'm right. That's what. Yes, I was that's doing. what it is. You have to say I'm right. Actually, even if you disagree with me, I need you to say I'm right and I'm good. Yeah, you need to accept that I did. The, I did the right thing. You can't pursue anything that isn't what I decide is the rules. Like. You know, you can't make your own life. You can't find your own happiness. I figured it out, and I'm giving you the guidebook. If you don't do the Jesus fucking money shit, you're fucked for me. Yeah. I don't own you. And and these people, you know, they always have Christ and God, and, and they have a, a, a zero love in their heart for anybody. They absolutely despise humanity, even their own fucking blood relations. They're the saddest people in the world, and we hold them up as like these these role models because they are so bloodless and they are so cut off from their emotions. And we treat like the fact that we are just like run by chemicals in our body that we make purchases that like aren't smart or, you know, we spend money in places where it shouldn't be. And a percentage of us are never going to figure that out. These like cold wooden people just decide that they can rule over everyone else. Like they made the right decision. It's fucking, I, I hate them. Yeah, me too. People of character. Socialists are not people of character. <laughs> oh, bullshit. I'm a, I'm a character all day and all night. Murder Brian. That's a character. I'm, I'm a person of character. Okay. So imagine um, how, how much character does it require to take what you have and throw it into a pot and then have it evenly divided amongst everybody and being okay with what comes out on the other side. How much strength, how much courage, how much faith, how much does that require of a person to say, I'm going to throw in to the mystery of other people's existence, of lifting other people up, of accepting the community as a good thing. I'm going to, instead of deciding I know what's best for everybody, I'm going to rely on the people that live around me, that are in my neighborhood. 
how much harder is that than squirreling away every fucking penny you get and cutting the throats of anyone that gets in the way? Yeah. And also like, you know, even, oh, let's hear more. <laughs> uh, okay. There, there are parasites. And so, um, if my children are going to be parasites, I'm not going to finance their lives so that they have a reality show. What? Is there a way to wait? Is that what socialists do? I mean, I guess we're, we're doing a live stream, but we didn't get, I would take reality show over live stream. I mean, I think he's even saying like, he's like saying like Paris Hilton, right? Is basically what he's a real housewife. Or something like that. That's that's what he's alluding to. Or saying people they they're socialists or people that don't do real jobs. Yeah. And Lord, please, one of Dave Ramsey's kids should get a reality show. You don't need the Ramsey fortune, my man's. You can get on a reality show and act crazy. I would love yeah. it. What the hell? That wasn't a flub. Is there a way to put money in, let's say, a trust where they couldn't get access to it to they were let's say 70 years old well <laughs> what good are you what good is that well i just explain <laughs> i was expecting also is like is there a way that we could put in a trust uh where they would have to take like a citizenship test before <laughs> they could access the money like imagine they like she was a it was a quiz on adam smith's like book about capitalism you know like it was there is there a way to set up a bank account that can only be accessed by people that know ayn rand trivia <laughs> is there a way to set up a bank account where you have to type in all of the amendments to the constitution before the money will come out right it's like um there's an old saw about uh parents putting like a hundred dollar bill in the Bible so that like when their kids move out and they don't know what to do and they feel at their lowest. And if they reach for the Bible, then they'll find like a check or they'll find like a thousand dollars because they went to the right place. You ever heard that before? Yeah. 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 Let's, uh, all right. Let's see if there's more. Cause 70, 70, 70. What are you doing? I mean, like that's just paying for more like extended. I mean, you know, some people have lives at 70, but like, that's just really, you're not living at that. Like you're at 70. You're supposed to be scheming against your children and fucking punishing <laughs> them for being whoever you didn't want them to be. 70 is a time to think about that. You're dying and that you won't be able to tell off everybody. And how can you punish people from the fucking grave? That's what 70 is for. 70 is like, how do I get redemption? How do I close my, my rings and all these blood feuds that I have? I never get these motherfuckers never felt bad. They're still alive. Can I send them a box full of bugs or maybe a pizza at an opportune time that will make them think their life is in danger? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the I mean, 70s. In my 70s, I'm definitely going to be doing jigsaw shit for sure. I mean, that's the way to go. Yeah, I mean, and and some people don't live to be 70. And, you know, life expectancy is much shorter for people without money, right? True. And, and for rich people. Yeah, so. that, that makes a difference. And again, one of them makes 50 grand, which is paycheck to paycheck in this fucking world. Right. Uh, so here's more. To it, to they were, let's say, 70 years old. Well, I, I mean, then they'd just be a 70 year old they, socialist, right? 
I'm hoping by then they will have kind of woken up. You can. I put mine is mine. All of our estate is trust based, and our trust is. We've done it from a faith perspective, not an economics perspective. Wait, what? So wait, they have to build their faith meter? Like you have to go to the church to sing choir and build your faith stats? Is that how it works? I guess. I don't know how you would judge how much faith somebody has. Is there like a, a church passport? Maybe every time you go to church, you could get a stamp. And like when you fill the stamp book, then you have fulfilled the requirements to get your trust. If there's a faith meter going to the church without a mask on would put it 50% right there. Like yeah. be all fed up there. I don't You're know. Going to pastor Greg locks ministries to go to church in a giant tent full of people getting sick with, with each other. <laughs> but uh, if they're not walking with God, they don't get to manage God's money. Here we go. What the trust now says. that's some damn truth right there. Ain't it? That's the real yeah. world that we live in. God gives us money and, you know, you have to <laughs> accept that. And all these socialists are thinking that we get money from the government. Oh, we get money from billionaires. No, billionaires get money from God. Okay. So until your relationship with God is good, you're not going to get any. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, look, I have as much as anybody could ever need in this whole world. And if you don't go to church, you're not getting a penny of it. You little parasites. <laughs> This is like the way it sounds to me. It's so brutal, man. These kids are chiselers, I tell you what. (laughs) Really? Yep. In no uncertain terms. And so, uh, you know, in your case, you could change that lingo and just go, you know, when you become a capitalist, you get the opportunity to manage this money. (laughs) Money. What a fucking asshole. What an asshole thing to do. Oh, hey, you're a capitalist now. Now you can have the money. And, uh, that would, I would truly like if, if somebody, let's just say if my mom, even though my mom doesn't have any money to give me or any kind of an estate, let's say that my mom pulled that, I would hate her for the rest of her life. Like I, I just, and the reason she's trying to do all these workarounds where it's like, we'll put it in a trust until they, because she, she can't tell them off because then they won't come to Christmas and they won't be, she won't be able to see her grandkids. Yeah. The best, the best people always. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, the best thing to do with these people is uh, really just to never talk to them again. Anybody that tries to hold money like over like this, like it doesn't matter if you're related to them. It doesn't matter if they gave fucking birth to you. Like these people are not worth being around. You should, you should make your life in a way that works on your terms and is based on how you get money. Um, if you're relying on like the a windfall, if you're relying on a windfall from somebody else and they're holding it over your head, it's not worth to have the windfall. It's not worth it to get the money. Even the 50 grand kid, I would rather not have my mom in my life than, than deal with this shit. Yeah, I, I, you know, my mom would never see, would have never met my kid. If she talked like this, nobody would, I wouldn't talk to, I, there's nobody in this world that if they talk to me like this, that, that they have like a free pass from me. I don't, yeah. I don't give anybody a free pass. Nobody. You were racism. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not your friend anymore. <laughs> I'm not related to you anymore. I don't want to be around you. I don't want my family around you. 
No, especially fucking family. I mean, they're the worst about it because they're the one, they're the biggest perpetrators of stuff like this. They're the ones that will use and abuse you and fuck you up and treat you like shit because they're because you're obligated to be related to them. But you can totally lose their number and never fucking see them again. It's easy. Right. And they take advantage of you. They take advantage of that that responsibility that you feel because they're your family. Like that's what really bad parents do all the time. Yeah. yeah. Here, let's see if, if they can figure this out. Nick, here's what I would do. Okay. I would take some time to distill down beyond the monikers and the labels. Report on Atlas Shrugged. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. These guys are dying, man. These guys are fucking cutting it up in there. It, like if you could see the video, Brett. It, it, it just like a couple of bros just hanging out, telling an old lady to cut her children off. <laughs> yeah. Just like um, we, we talk yeah. about this at the VFW all the time. We love it. You know, the moose, the moose lodge. It's just like, fuck them kids. Fuck them. Socialist kids. Yeah. Give the money to Trump. He knows what to do with it. My, my kid told me not to use like slurs. So I'm cutting her out of my will for being annoying to me. <laughs> That's probably something that she could do, right? She could be like, you have to say one slur a day to get your money. And uh, <laughs> That's a test. That's a book that could be stamped. That's something you can, actually you have to tweet or Instagram <laughs> one slur a day in order to get your money and you have to do it for five years straight and then you get your money because that'll turn you into that'll make you not a socialist anymore because of the way people would talk to you every single day <laughs> that's like a saw that's saw right like somebody's like i'm gonna kill you if you don't tweet one slur a day <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of your life <laughs> scary man I am not usually at a loss for words, and you got me on that one. Um, Monique, I, okay. here's what I want you to do. I want you to distill down beneath the quote-unquote word socialist. Okay? What are the things that they are saying that concerns you? Oh, God. I, I, I know what they're saying that concerns her. Medicare for all. She doesn't like that. Yep. People are getting free health care. Uh, she doesn't like uh, uh, the phrase one percenter, even though she used it earlier, but she's proud of it. They probably say it in a way that's not proud. And her kid's probably not a one percenter either. Uh, uh, and then maybe uh, LGBTQ stuff, I think, and Black Lives Matter stuff. That's what they're saying that's bugging her. That's the stuff. You know, they might not even be socialist, dude. They might have been like, ah, I'd vote for Bernie Sanders. He seems like a good guy. But I, I, I'll bet you they wouldn't call themselves a socialist is my guess. Uh, uh, but even if they do, it's like, who cares? Right. Here's she here, cares here's more advice. Oh, yeah. That you think that you are leaning into. And I want you to have a, a direct, straight conversation about what these things are. Oh, buddy, these kind of people don't do that. They don't have direct, straight conversations. <laughs> That's not no. part of their thing. No, they're not brave enough to say how they feel. It's all passive aggressiveness. Um, Dave Ramsey types and this caller are the ones that feel that if they're rude enough, everyone else should get the idea of what they mean. Yeah. Like if they treat yeah. you like shit, you should know why. Yep. 
And then I want you to identify them. And like Dave said, it's your money. You can do what you want to with it. I, I've seen more and more over the last four or five years, a lot of semantic shell games. And once you sit down and talk to somebody, it's like, oh, we're way on the same page. I just yeah. thought this about nope. this, about that, right? Yeah. I, I think you can say that uh, you are not required morally, ethically, legally, spiritually to leave your money to people that you do not agree with how they live their lives. Period. Full stop. Well, kid, man. I mean, like your kid. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, I mean, maybe spouses, you know, that's a fake kind of love <laughs> your kid. That should be an unconditional amount of love. Yes. Like your kid is, there's no reason that like, no matter what the fuck they end up, like you made the goddamn decision to have the kid or not. And it happened, but that's your kid. They get what you have. Like you should just leave your shit to them. Like you don't get to pick what your kids do or who they are. I mean, if my kid like joined the clan. Yeah, I guess that's true. You'd yeah, have to I murder mean, them. Look, look, dude. Or if they were a fucking serial killer. Like, I'm trying to think of things that would make me be like, I don't want to ever talk to you again. You're out of my fucking life. Hey, Dave, can I send up a, a will where if my kid uh, kills more than one person, they don't get the, the trust? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one. I'm going to do that, actually. I'm putting that in my trust if I ever have one. In there. You know what? So Psychic Gasoline is 100% right. Her money is going to a mega pastor. There's no yeah. way around it. Her money is going to some televangelist. Yeah. Yeah. For She's sure. just looking for a reason to make it make sense. There's somebody I know that would work, would be real good with the money. And it isn't a socialist, you know, can, is it okay if I cut him off and give it to Rod Parsley, you know, or. Yeah, it could be either. Benny that. It could be either that or like a political action committee, like a, a conservative. Mm you know, the, the Trump pack thing or something like that, where it's like, I know he won't let socialism happen. <laughs> <laughs> if I just give him all my money, socialism ain't going to happen. I just know it. So now once you've said that, then you can start to have some discussions with them that are very gentle and very life-giving and, and very direct kind, and, very, and, direct, and very yeah. kind and yeah. very clear. And it's like, okay, you, you know, I've paid for all this stuff for you. And truthfully, I don't agree with the way you're living your life, and I'm not willing to finance that going forward. Right. And so it's up to you if you want to do that. I'm not being controlling. I just want to let you know. Yes, that you are. That is exactly what you're doing. You're being controlling. That is exactly what you're doing. I'm going to go ahead and do a reading of the will, and you're not going to be in it as long as you're living this way, whatever this way is. If your kid's a heroin addict, you sit down with them and go, I'm not funding your heroin. But what you with did my death. that is unique is you articulated what that meant. Not it, I'm not funding your heroin, okay? It's your hair, your socialist heroin out there. These fucking guys are getting all knotted out on fucking heroin. Social, but it's socialism. And feels that, great. Feels like feels great. God doesn't want life to feel great, okay? Because he didn't put us on earth to feel good. He didn't put us on earth to 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 have have a enjoyable time. He put us on here yeah. to work really hard for money. <laughs> he yeah, said, was, if you believe in me, you get money. Yeah. <laughs> Such a reductive. I love the, because that is really a lot of that prosperity shit really is. If you believe in Jesus, he'll give you a bunch of money. It's great. That's the most how you faithful. Get a bunch of money. 
if you go to brunch and you judge other people for being overweight, you'll go to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the show. We got some couple of really wild things and some day. Well, we got Dave Ramsey and a wild story. So that's, that was a good fun time I had there. Yeah. That's uh Dave is a real character. He is. I'm, I'm going to go through more of his stuff. He does talk about socialism a decent amount. Uh, I'll have to get more of his yelling about socialism. I like it. his vocal tics. I like his accent. He is somebody that's like easy to listen to. Um, you know, like the, with, it's kind of like if he was speaking another language, I could probably listen to it, you know, just whatever, whatever his, his cadence and like his, all of the tone of it is just intriguing. It just perks my ears. Uh, but he is absolute filth. Yeah. Yeah. He's terrible, dude. He's one of the most objectionable subjects of any podcast I've ever done. I would say. He, he really made me sick. He's a he's, sick person. And he's very sneaky. He's just so extremely sneaky in that it all is in this like good old boy, uh, you know, attitude and lifestyle. And, hey, I'm just doing what's best for everybody. I'm squeaky. I'm squeaky clean. You know, you can't say shit about me. I'm a squeaky clean guy that just wants everyone to, to own their own home, you know. But yeah. he's absolutely a massive piece of shit. Yeah, he's nasty. All right. That's it. For us. And if you want to hear more, okay. you can go to patreon.com slash street fight radio. We did the get motivated series earlier this year and Dave Ramsey was covered. So check that episode out. It was a great one. Uh, it was me, Brett and Tom Sexton. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was Tom it's Dave Ramsey. So it's me, Brett and Tom Sexton. So that was a very good episode. Yeah, that was earlier this year. Uh, if you want to support the, the fundraising for the Hopi Tutsqua uh, permaculture Institute, that is at store.streetfightradio.com. You'll see it at the top for fundraisers. And uh, my name is Brett. He's Brian. We're Street Fight, and we'll keep moving forward. We've got live shows in Columbus this month. We're doing two shows, uh, August 26th in Columbus, Ohio, uh, at Mad Lab. I think it's going to be like a 5 or $10 show, something easy. I don't recall. Uh, we're going to go to Cleveland on September 9th and – Pittsburgh on September 16th, Detroit on September 22nd. That's the extent of our touring right now. So if you want to see us, that's where it's at. Uh, follow us on social media, Street Fight WCRS on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I will send updates to all the Patreon people too about our touring as well. So jump in. We're still doing it. We're still loving life and spreading this mess across the U.S. It's the perfect time to get involved as we move towards um, the next movement of radicalization and taking down the Joe Biden establishment. Uh, it's going to be very important that we get more people involved. So tell your friends uh, that we're crushing all of America for good and it's not going to happen anymore. Uh, but they got to listen to a radio show first. That's why we're here. We'll see you on Sunday. We're taking calls. We're street fight. You know, Peace. You know, you know, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, pull up on the block like it's nothing. Yeah. Fuck it, yeah. I don't trust it, so I bust it. Yeah. Fuck it, pull up drop top, you in a bucket. Yeah. Hush it, shorty on my dick, she tryna suck it. Yeah. Yeah. Chopper on my side, I gotta tuck it. Yeah. Dug it, count up the cash, you know I touch it. Yeah. Rush it, smoke.
smoking on that Kermit like a muppet. Fuck it. Sippin' no cold dick, fuck on my stomach. Crush it. Shorty on my dick, I got her blushing. AR 15, I make it seem like David Ruffin. Husband, I was in a trap, I got it jumping. I was with the plug, he showed me love, I started stunting. Fuck it. Hop straight off the porch and started thugging. Running. We ain't had too much, now we got something. 100. Shorty CD band blow me like trumpet. Big rushes. Vibe by the stay like fuck a budget. Pull up on the block like it's nothing. Fuck it. I don't trust shit, so I bust it. Fuck it. Pull up, drop top, you in a bucket. Hush it. Shorty on my dick, she tryna suck it. <laughs> Chopper on my side, I gotta tug it. Duck it. Count up the cash, you know I touch it. Rush it. Smoking on that Kermit like a muppet. Fuck it. Sipping no cold, then fuck up my stomach.